0: Mike Mahler's aggressive strength testosterone booster. Is it worth the hype or is he just a phony vegetarian? Let's find out. So I've been recently asked to look into Mike Mahler's testosterone booster and to give my thoughts if it is worth the hype, because he does have a lot of testimonies of people that have really increased their testosterone from, for example, 200 to 700, from 600 over a thousand like best jumps in testosterone and people feeling great. So let me dive into the supplement. It contains basically four ingredients and we're going to go over all four and see if they are good supplements to increase testosterone, to improve how you feel, and if they are in the right doses. As you can see, here is the supplement. You can see the stinging nettle extract, 225 milligrams. The Prolensis, which is the Bulbine, two one five milligrams per cap. The Mercunopurin, 20% L-DOPA, which is 1,75 milligrams per cap. And then last, we have sensorol, which is a specific ashwagandha extract with 8% withinolites. So given that the withinolite is the main component that actually increases testosterone, it would make sense to kind of like extract it for a light. So this is basically the main supplement per cap. And then the bigger you are, the more caps you take. I'm a big guy or get, according to his scale, I need to take three caps. Let's start with the first one, stinging nettle. So not to start this off on a negative note, but I'm not too big of a fan of stinging nettle. The reasons why people use stinging nettle is because it is a mild aromatase inhibitor. And it can also, by the compound called the divanol, displace or prevent the binding of sex hormone binding globulin to DHT and to testosterone. So it inhibits the binding of sex hormone binding globulin to DHT more so than testosterone and then a little less to estrogen. So by using stinging nettle or at least divanil, you will have more bioavailable DHT and a little more testosterone. Now, also by being an aromatized inhibitor, stinging nettle can actually reduce the production of sex hormone binding globulin because estrogen is one of the most potent stimulators for the production of hormone binding globulin now and again just because you have a lot of hormone binding globulin doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing because this binding protein can also transport the testosterone around the body where it can then be absorbed so we have this hormone uh, binding globulin bound to testosterone kind of transporters that will in like take up that complex into the cells so we want to have a good amount of free testosterone but we don't want an overabundance so it's not like 6-1 binding globulin testosterone or dht is completely useless so with that being said stinging nettle does sound like a good compound but there was a case report and a few people have actually told me that they had negative effects specifically from stinging nettle roots and the reasons why i don't like it is because it can have pro estrogen and pro and pro-prolactin effects and even promote the release of serotonin. Now, this can be mild, and this is definitely on everyone, but if someone is more estrogen-dominant and then using stinging nettle, it might make their estrogen dominance a little worse. So this is the study. Stinging nettle, an unusual case of galactorrhea. So in conclusion, stinging nettle is a common supplement that has effects on sex hormone globulin, as I just discussed, histamine-induced prolactin release, serotonin-induced release of TRH, and then the local estrogen bioactivity in the tissue may subsequently lead to gyno or galactorrhea. So, not a good supplement if you are estrogen dominant. It, might, it is a slight estrogen antagonist, like aromatase inhibitor, but if you're estrogen dominant, this might make it a little bit worse, and it might promote the release of prolactin and serotonin-induced release of TRH. Now, TRH is released from the hypothalamus, which stimulates the pituitary to release TSH, which then stimulates the thyroid, but TRH also promotes the release of prolactin. So it does seem like this compound, this herb, can actually promote the release of prolactin, um, which can contribute to potentially gyno. So if you are estrogen dominant, I don't think this is a good supplement to use overall. The next compound is Bulbine natalensis. And there is no human studies on this specifically. To show that it can increase testosterone, but there are two animal studies showing that it can. And Mike does confirm that there are no human studies on it. And that's why he tried it himself. And he saw a massive increase in testosterone. And that's why he put it in the supplement. And then from the test that other people did, also saw a great increase in testosterone. So it does seem to have an effect in humans as well. So because we know that just because a compound increases testosterone in animals doesn't mean it's going to increase testosterone in humans. Let's look at the studies. So more is not always better because they tried they tested different doses in the study reproductive uh, toxicology evaluation of bull biometalensis and the, in the rats so they found they tested different doses 25 50 and 100 milligrams per kilogram and what they saw this is the study he's mainly referring to, is that here, here's testosterone, this is at baseline control, 1.5. And then at the small dose, 25 milligrams, it went up to almost four. And the 50 milligrams over five, about 100 milligrams went down to one. So this difference between 50 milligrams and 100 milligrams is where it can actually decrease testosterone and have some toxic effect on the reproductive organs. So this is the sweet spot, between 25 and 50 milligrams per kilogram. And then also you can see it doesn't change prolactin, it does increase uh, luteinizing hormone uh, does increase fsh a little bit and it does increase uh, progesterone and then it lowers estrogen this is 88 from the control 70 with a low dose uh, 57 with the 50 milligrams and then 64 with the 100 milligrams so it went up a little bit with a higher dose so higher dose is not a good thing you want this middle dose 25 to 50 milligrams Per kg. So, this is the study he's mainly referring to. But let's dive into another study that also looked at a sexual behavior that checked testosterone levels. And you can see here the serum horm- hormone concentration. So, this was testosterone again, 25 milligrams, 50 milligrams, and 100 milligrams. This um, light blue one is the biggest increase in testosterone. That you can see viagra increased slightly testosterone and then the 25 milligrams almost more than doubled testosterone and then the 50 milligrams was the best at increasing testosterone and then the 100 milligrams then decreased testosterone uh, close to baseline but you as again from this study you can see that testosterone that the high dose 100 milligrams actually decreased testosterone below baseline so with this in theory in animal models this bulbine can be very, very good for increasing testosterone. And it does seem to have the same effect in humans, but you've got to have that sweet spot dose where it's between 25 and 50 milligrams. So how do you really know what that dose would be for humans? So I did the calculations here. Here is the bulbine supplement. Uh, 25 to 50 milligrams per kg was the ideal dose. And if I have to convert it to the human equivalent dose, it would be 3.6 to 7.1 milligram per kg. So given that I am close to 90 kgs, I would need to consume between three to four to 640 milligrams per day to get the ideal dose. His supplement contained four, 648, given that I take three caps because I'm one of the bigger guys. So obviously, he, the bigger you are, the more caps you need to take. So given that I take three caps, I will basically get that ideal dose, the higher the 50 milligrams per kg, that I, will, that I will get the biggest increase in testosterone. So really good dosing there. So bullbine extract per dose is perfect. And given from the testimonies, people tend to react very well. So they're going from 600 to 1,200 or something like that, like doubling of their testosterone. And that does not happen with using only ashwagandha, unless you're really reacting phenomenally. Um, But people usually react really good to a supplement like Tonkatali or uh, aspirin. They basically go up by 300 points, not by 600 points. So definitely it's a synergy between the ashwagandha and the different compounds he has, but I definitely think that bullwine works very good for humans and it's in the perfect dose. Very good. Okay, so the next compound would be the mucuna prurines. So he uses a 20% extract, which I think is very good because I don't think it's a good idea to extract a specific compound from a plant and use only that because the plant contains so many different compounds that work in synergy with the L-DOPA. So let's say, for example, you use L-DOPA, which I do for Parkinson's disease people. That just stimulates the production of dopamine, and then you can cause dopamine desensitization. But if you use the whole plant, that has neurological protective effects. It protects the nerve against damage, specifically in the penis. It can help with restoration. It can help to prevent desensitization. That hasn't been shown, but I suspect it do, because a lot of herbs, by increasing dopamine, they also resensitize the dopamine receptor. So they do all those things. So I think it would be a good idea not to supplement L-DOPA, high extract L-DOPA, but to get like a 20 to a 40% extract. So he's doing a great job with the extract. Now, the the doses that they usually use for Parkinson's disease when they use Makuna is about five grams, and this is not an extract. And when you look at how much percentage L-DOPA has in the whole plant, it's usually between 0.5 and 5%. So let's think about the average of 2.5%. So here we have five grams Mukuna, so average 2.5% L-DOPA. So that would give me 125 milligrams of L-DOPA from this five gram serving. So his product, if I take three caps, I get 105 milligrams of L-DOPA, which is perfect because people that use the supplement most likely don't have Parkinson's disease and perhaps don't even need that large amount. So he's using a 20% extract, which I think is awesome. He's using the right dose at the right amount of caps The reason why I like this so far, so uh, bullbine is an aphrodisiac, so it it can improve the way you feel, it can improve your libido, it can help you last longer, it can help you recover faster between sessions, it's awesome. And then it also increases your testosterone, lowers estrogen, and then you add in the macuna prurins, which is pro-dopamine, and dopamine also helps with motivation, drive, make you feel like, oh, let's get this, let's get this done. And this is why people want to use something like testosterone or testosterone booster because they want to have that drive back in life. They want to get that energy. They want to feel great again. So that's why they want to use a testosterone booster. And he adding Makuna, I love that. He's adding Makuna. It's perfect. It's going to help give you that drive in life. All right. So the next supplement is the specific extract, ashwagandha. So let's look at this again. Ashwagandha is the middle column here. So the study where they used ashwagandha to increase testosterone, they used 300 milligrams of the KSM-66 extract, uh, so 300 milligrams twice daily for a total of 600 milligrams. So the KSM extract has 5% withanolites. So that gives us a total of 30 milligrams of withanolides on a daily basis, 50 milligrams, 15 milligrams, 30 milligrams total daily. His supplement per cap has 7.6 milligrams times three, it's three caps. Give me 22.8 milligrams of withanolite, which is close enough. I would say that's pretty close. So, in conjunction, you have the bullbine, you have the ashwagandha, you have the macuna pruriens, and all of that will work in synergy to increase testosterone. And another word, a macuna, is that by increasing dopamine, you lower prolactin because dopamine is the main antagonist. Or, yeah, the main antagonist of prolactin. And prolactin is an inhibitor of stereogenesis. So access prolactin can cause low levels of testosterone. So by using Makuna, it lowers prolactin. It takes the break of stereogenesis. You end up with more testosterone. So bullbine, ashwagandha, Makuna, all perfect doses, the perfect ingredients, I think. And you will get a synergistic effect in the way you feel, the way it increases testosterone. And this is evident by the testimonies that it's getting. So as I mentioned, the last thing is that back to the stinging nettle, I'm not such a big fan because if someone is estrogen dominant, it might make their issues a little bit worse, but probably in the synergist, the synergism. Of this whole supplement, I don't think it's really going to be an issue. But if I really had to replace it, I would probably replace it with forscolin. So forscolin can also stimulate the production of sterogenesis. It stimulates CAMP, which basically promotes sterogenesis. It also increases free testosterone, has been shown to do that. The thing with stinging nettle is that it doesn't lower sexoma binding globulin. It just prevents the binding of testosterone or DHT to the hormone binding globulin. Whereas forscolin actually lowers sex hormone binding globulin and increasing free testosterone and free dhd which i think is a better thing and also for scolin has been shown to upregulate the dopamine receptor which is also something that you can benefit from and would work synergistically with the mokuna so you have the mokuna increasing dopamine you have the forscolin improving dopamine receptor sensitivity if i had to replace it i would rather go for the uh, for the forscolin also very good supplement. so that would be basically forscolin uh, bullbine ashwagandha And then Mucunuclurients, I think that would make for a very strong supplement. And if it is all the hype, yes, it is. I think this is a fantastic product to use. Um, to increase testosterone, especially for people that are hypogonadal or have low energy or both, if they just want some more drive and focus in life. I think this is a great supplement and I would definitely recommend it to people that want to increase their testosterone. And the only thing is that I don't think it has as good estrogen inhibiting properties, but that is fine because a lot of people that is basically hypogonadal don't necessarily have too much estrogen because they already have low testosterone. But the thing is like, let's say you use the supplement, the ashwagandha, can help to lower cortisol. It improves the DHA to cortisol ratio, increase the testosterone to cortisol ratio. All of that is good. And cortisol is a very uh, potent stimulator of the aromatase. So by lowering cortisol, you down-regulate the aromatase. And then also you lower prolactin uh, because when you stress, you release prolactin in the process. So by blunting the stress response with ashwagandha, you blunt the stress-induced release of prolactin and the Mucuno will obviously also keep a break on prolactin in general. So the supplement, that can lower access estrogen and prolactin, but I don't think it's the best thing if someone is estrogen dominant. But regardless, I think it is definitely worth the hype and it's definitely worth a shot if you want to improve your drive, increase your testosterone and just feel amazing in general. So good job, Mike. Uh, Very good. And about my comment about him being a funky vegan, I just saw that he was hashtagging vegan stuff on um, Instagram There's no problem. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to be vegan, that's absolutely great for him. I don't know why he's doing it. Maybe he can't digest meat very good. Maybe there's something going on. He just feels better on a vegetarian diet. That's perfectly fine. That is not something that I would recommend. I would rather have someone go more on a meat-based diet where they have more meats and organ meats and foods that they can tolerate. Because I know a lot of people struggle to tolerate uh, vegetables and hard to digest foods like beans and legumes. And those foods have anti-nutrients and compounds that you can be sensitive to i just know i feel a lot better when i eliminate all kinds of gut irritating foods and make sure i eat my zinc i get my animal products which is rich in zinc obviously very helpful for increasing androgens as well and just eliminating gut irritating foods this is when i feel the most energy and the highest androgens in general Uh, but yeah give the supplement a shot and if you do please if you have tried it before please leave your review in the comments below i'd be i'd love to hear from you guys what was your experience and if you have any other questions about other testosterone boosters be sure to make that suggestion in the comment section below as well and if you are interested in optimizing your testosterone through diet lifestyle and supplementation check out the alpha energy metal course that is what it's all about and then i will check you in the next one cheers guys